Howdy. We're here live in the iCampus studio. Good morning, church family. My name is Cade, and I have the honor and privilege of serving as our 288 campus fifth grade pastor. Uh, this morning, I walked out of my house to a freezing temperature, and it's at that frustrating level where it's ridiculously cold, and we all have to wear jackets, and it makes your hands numb and everything, but it's not quite at that level of, of snow, so we don't get all the cool scenery like some of the other Texas cities I've gotten recently, and I don't know, maybe I'm just being dramatic, but personally, I, I definitely prefer the summer heat over the Texas winters. Um, I would love to hear in the chat if there's anything uh, anything fun or interesting you've gotten to do recently. Uh, maybe it's a praise report or a fun vacation or a really good day that you had or a birthday or, or really anything, uh, just a life update. And while, while everybody is putting in their life updates, um, I'll share a little bit about what I've been up to. Um, I went on a little vacation with Pastor Rob, Pastor Cole, and Pastor Colin. So last Sunday, we all piled into my truck and drove 10 hours to Panama City, Florida, right after church, and we all have our scuba dive certification. So we went on four dives together, and it was a complete blast. And I actually have a few pictures to share with you that I can put up right here. So this first one, this is a picture of me. There we go, this picture of me chilling at about 60-something feet underwater. Got all my gear on and everything. And right here I've got this picture of a, of a pretty cool fish. I hope you guys can see that. Um, that was the most colorful picture we got uh, with my GoPro, so that was a good one. And then this one right here is a picture of Cole and I. Took a little selfie. Now if you can see, Cole's the guy with the, with the white mask. And uh, he, I think he looks like kind of like a little superhero in that. I don't know what he was thinking when he picked that one out, but um, that's him on, on, the, on the right. And then I got one more for you right here. This is a picture of us on the boat. Uh, Pastor Rob, Pastor Colin, me, and Pastor Cole. Uh, that's us on the boat that took us out to the dives. And a uh, funny story about the boat. So I've never been seasick. And uh, I, I didn't think that I was going to get seasick, but um, they, they told us that the waves were normal, right? So I wasn't expecting anything crazy. And we got on the boat and me, Pastor Cole and Pastor Colin ended up all getting seasick. And I, I won't I won't tell you the details. I'll spare you that. Um, but I will say that Pastor Rob was the only one out of us that didn't get seasick. So props to him. Um, but that trip was so much fun. And when I get to do something really special, like go on a vacation like that, I really try to remember how blessed I am because God is so, so, so abundantly good to me. And it makes me think about how blessed our church is um, because we have, I, I, I can go on, we have nice resources, right? We have nice buildings. We have faithful leadership, more importantly. And uh, not to mention that now we're debt-free, uh, which, is, which is amazing. And so... I try to remind myself um, when, I, when I get these blessings uh, to not miss it, right, to not miss it, um, because not everybody gets that. And so uh, I, I would like to invite you to just remind yourself of the blessing um, that you've gotten as you're putting in your updates and things like that. Um, don't forget, don't forget. So as we get started for our Devo today, I would love to pray for us. 
Lord, uh, we come before you this morning and we ask that you would come and speak truth uh, through me, Lord. And I pray that you would, uh, you would allow us to hear these words that you have for us, God. And um, I ask that you would show us uh, how, you want to, to, uh, how you want us to use these, Lord, and how you want us to apply it to our heart. Um, God, I, I pray that you would show us that and make us bold uh, this morning and be, be obvious, Lord. Uh, it's in your name we pray. Amen. Now, speaking of prayer, if you have any prayer requests, please, please, please drop them in the comments. Uh, I know that this new year can be stressful, and we have a whole family of believers at our church that would love to pray for you. And uh, if, you have a, if you have anything like that, uh, please, please, please don't be shy. Uh, drop it in the comments, and I guarantee you somebody will respond and pray for you. Um, if you have a Bible nearby or the Bible app, uh, I'd love for you to turn to Proverbs with me. We're going to be in chapter 22 this morning, and we're going to be starting in verse 1. So verse 1, Proverbs 22 says, A good name is more desirable than great riches. To be esteemed is better than silver, silver or gold. Um, I love how this chapter starts off by comparing these two options that we have, right? The author compares the option of having a good name or having silver and gold. And a good name, I think, can also mean a good reputation or a good character. So let's think about this for a second. Um, we, can, we can quantify the money, right? The silver, the gold, we know that's worth a lot. And as soon as you heard that, whether you're aware of it or not, you probably associated some sort of dollar value with that, right? And then on the other hand, we have the good name, a good name which is hard to quantify. And we might say that we want to look good in front of people and we want to be seen as having a good character, having good intentions, uh, being reliable, all these things that, have, that, that come with having a good reputation. While I agree with the verse that says a good reputation or a good name is better than having good riches, I'll actually take that even a step further. And I think this verse may actually be referring to having a good name with God, or in other words, having a good standing with God. And um, the way that we do that is by accepting Jesus as Lord and, and, and accepting the fact that he came down and lived a perfect life and then died on the cross. So taking the punishment of all of our sin and then three days later raising back up to, to heaven and uh, giving us eternal life if we believe in him. Right? And so that, that is the gospel. That is how we get a good name with God, a good standing with God. That's how we're redeemed uh, by God. And so there's these two options, a good standing with God or riches. And the author says that the first is more desirable, and I think we can all agree with that, uh, those of us who know Jesus. And one of them is lasting. It's eternal. It's meaningful. It's powerful. And then the other is worldly. It doesn't last, right? So let's keep reading into verse 2. Verse 2 says, The rich and poor have this in common. The Lord is the maker of them all. And this verse goes against what the world says about people. And I love it. Don't you guys just love how the Bible is so countercultural? Uh, the author says that whether you're poor or rich or whether you're living in Silicon Valley or making bazillions, or you're living without a roof under your head. 
You're made in the image of God. We all have the same creator, the same origins, the same heavenly father. And the world would say that there's nothing in common. I mean, just look at the facts, right? One has everything they could ever want, but the other is lacking everything that they need. So the Bible says that they're all the same, that God made them. And not only that, but that he loves each of his children equally, infinitely. I'll say that again, equally, infinitely, right? He loves us all the same, but he also loves us beyond measure. He, all, he, he loves us all equally and infinitely. Isn't that just a beautiful thing to know? Let's go on to verse 4. Verse 4 says, Humility is the fear of the Lord. Its wages are riches and honor and life. This verse tells us that the, the important way that we need to view two, two very important things, right? Ourselves and God. And the way we view ourselves and, our, and God shapes our reality and who we are and what we believe. And this verse says that we need to be humble. And therefore, as, as Jesus would later tell us, right, he said that we need to view others even greater than ourselves. And this tells us that, that, our, that our, view to, our view of God should be rooted in our fear of the Lord. And so on first hearing that, it sounds a little strange, right? Because we normally think of God as he's, he's loving and he's gentle and he's patient, um, which he is, in fact, all of these things. Um, other chapters in Proverbs, however, are consistent in saying that wisdom is found in fear of the Lord. And this is talking about a fear that is based on our respect and our honor and our awe of God. And it comes from a realization of how, how far we are from, from his perfection, right? How far we are from him. And from our understanding of just how powerful the, the creator and the director of the universe actually is. And when we realize who God is, our actions and our attitudes start to reflect humility because we realize it's not about us. Right? It's not about us. Let's skip over a little bit to verse 9. Verse 9 says, The generous will themselves be blessed, for they share their food with the poor. I'll say it's really hard to be generous. It really is. Think about it. Our whole society and, and culture is based on what we do not have. Have you ever been influenced by an ad or, or marketing to buy something? Because I'll admit that I've bought something just because everybody else had it. About a year ago, I bought a Nintendo Switch, and it's one of those video game consoles that you can also use it on the go. Um, I've never really been a big gaming guy, uh, but I thought that if I just had this one game, I would be good. Like, I wouldn't want anything else in the world. This would be it. And then one day, I finally, finally bought it, and I held on to it for probably like six months, and guess how many times I used it? Probably less than like five times. Uh, we always think that there's something else out there that's going to satisfy us. Whatever it is, right? Maybe a person, a, a, a place, a thing, right? I, I don't know what it is, but God says otherwise. 
in this verse, he says that the blessing we're searching for is found in generosity. And he says that those who share their food with the poor, those who actually take food from their own plate and give it to the poor, these are the people who are already blessed, and they're blessed to bless others. Let's read on to verse verse 11. Verse 11 says, One who loves a pure heart and who speaks with grace will have the king for a friend. We all desire inner purity, right? I would love to have the same heart as Jesus, the same motives, the same purity, the same actions. But this verse tells us there's a sure way to see this. There's a sure way to tell. We can look at the words someone speaks and the friends that they have. So the words that a person speaks, uh, they speak what they're filled of, right? So, so if you imagine a pitcher of water, um, if you have a pitcher of water and you keep pouring into it, the water is going to flow out because that's what's inside the pitcher. And if the pitcher is full of, of juice, then that's what's going to come out because that's what's in the pitcher, right? If, if it's milk, that's what's going to come out. I can go on and on and on. Um, so in the same way, If you're filled with the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, then these things will come out when you pour out. And this verse also says that the pure-hearted will have the king for a friend. It says that the pure-hearted are going to have friends that are also pure-hearted, right? And I think this verse is pretty accurate because most of the people that are pure-hearted that I know have pretty pretty stellar friends. So let's look at uh, verse 15, if you want to skip over with me. Verse 15 says, Folly is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of discipline will drive it far away. This verse is pretty clear in telling us that we're all sinners, young and old, even children. Um, I guess... Some people have this idea that babies and little kids are angels and they don't ever do anything wrong. However, I'm, I'm not even a parent and I know that, that children sin. It stinks. It does. It, it really stinks. But it's because we're born into sin, right? Our nature and our flesh is sinful. That's what happened in the fall. Um, but the verse says that discipline will lead children to learn what is right. And I think that uh, if, if, we, if we lead ourselves with that same attitude, that, that if we can accept discipline, knowing that it's going to teach us to learn what is right, that we can fight that sin, that we can fight that, na- that nature, we can fight that flesh. This next section of Proverbs is called 30 Sayings of the Wise. And this next section features little snippets of wisdom called sayings that each have their their own theme. So there's a few here in chapter 22 uh, that I want to touch on today. So let's read the first one. It starts in verse 17. So this says, pay attention and turn your ear to the sayings of the wise. Apply your heart to what I teach for it is pleasing when you keep them on your heart and have them all ready on your lips. So here, 
Solomon is calling the reader to come and pay attention, right? He's saying, come on, pay attention, listen. And essentially he's saying two things, two things. So first, he wants us to listen and hear the words he's saying, right? Hear these words and read them. And then this is step one, right? And then step two is to apply our heart to the words. Now, this is the hard part. For, for example, throughout school, teachers always tell students, don't start this project on the last day. Don't wait till the last minute, right? Or don't wait until the last minute to study for this test. Don't wait for the last day. You'll fail. Unfortunately, in high school, I usually waited until the last minute. I was usually that guy. Uh, sometimes I would get lucky. Some kind, sometimes I wouldn't get as lucky. <laughs> Uh, but the problem wasn't that I didn't listen, because I definitely heard my teachers. I definitely heard them. I was awake. But the problem was that I didn't apply the advice. I didn't do anything with it. I heard it, and then I left it. So this verse here is telling us to go the extra step and apply these words. And then it says that we should store these, these words of wisdom in our heart and keep it on our lips. Um, it's something that, I, that I've tried to do is memorize scripture so that I can quote it and have it ready on my lips whenever I need it. All right? So whenever, whenever I get to that place where I need the word of God and I need that, um, I can have it ready. Right? I can have it ready on my lips. Let's look at saying three, which starts on verse 24. Verse 24 says... Do not make friends with the hot-tempered person. Do not associate with the one easily angered, or you may learn their ways and get yourself ensnared. Here, Scripture is telling us to watch. Watch who we allow to be our friend. Um, I'll say, though, that there is definitely a line between a friend and someone that we talk to, right? A true friend, I think, is a confidant, it's a brother or a sister, right? It's part of a family. But the verse tells us to be careful who we accept in our lives as a friend and who we give that title to. Um, you might be thinking, well, shouldn't I want to be friends with anybody, right? And everybody? Um, well, not necessarily, because we can still love people who may be easily angered or ill-tempered, like it says in this verse. Uh, we can still love those people, right? But it doesn't mean we need to be their friend or we need to be close to them. We have to be careful of who we allow to get close um, because verse 17 says that we need to watch or else we might start to look like them. And I think this is very true because the people that I are friends with, I tend to look like them. I tend to look like the people that I hang out with. I, I look like the people that I'm closest to. I look like the people that I talk to. I start to talk like them, act like them, look like them, right? All these things. Um, tells us to be careful who those people are. Otherwise, we might start to look like the hot-tempered person or the one that's easily angered, right? And it tells us to watch and not get ourselves ensnared in that. Uh, let's, overall, let's be cautious of who we're close to. Now, I want to finish by, by looking at the last saying, uh, which is saying 6, and it, it starts in, in verse 29. So verse 29 says, 
do you see someone skilled in their work? They, were, they will serve before kings. They will not serve before officials of low rank. Now, this reveals that, that wisdom pushes us towards excellence, right? If our work is excellent, and if it's good, and our wisdom pushes us towards that, then we become skilled. And the Lord promises that, that if, we, if we have work that is excellent, and if we pursue that with our wisdom that we're given, then we'll be rewarded with the privilege of serving great people and even greater purposes. Um, I'll say that there is nothing, nothing greater in this world than following the will of God. I believe that, that God has, a, has an amazing purpose for you. He does. Um, whatever your career is, whatever your job is, whatever your occupation is, um, whatever it is, He has a clear will for your life. I believe that. And if that's true, then there's nothing greater, there's nothing more honorable than stepping into that will and uh, staying within it. Right? There's nothing greater than serving the purposes that God has created uh, and given you. Right? There's nothing greater. There's no greater honor. There's no greater privilege than that. And so I'll encourage you um, to, to find what that is, to find that. Um, and then as soon as you figure that out, right, if you seek wise counsel, if you ask the Lord, um, I believe he'll answer. I do. And once you figure that out, um, step into that. And if you're the person that's sitting here that, that has already figured that out, uh, props to you, because um, you know how, gr how good that is. And then I'll encourage you uh, to stay in it, to stay in it, however hard it is, um, however nitty-gritty it gets. Stay in God's will, uh, because it's good. So that's going to be our last verse in our chapter today. Let's go ahead and pray. Lord, uh, thank you for these words of wisdom that you've given us, Lord. Um, I ask that we would, we would hear them, that you would open our ears, uh, but that we would, we would go a step further, Lord, and that you would, you would allow us to apply our heart to these words and uh, show us what to do with it, Lord. Show us what to do with it. And um, I ask that you would uh, remind us of the blessings that we have and uh, God, I pray that you would show us uh, what your will is, Lord. Tell us what your will is, that we could, we could step into it, um, and that we could, we could stay in it, Lord. Uh, pray that you would make that known to us clearly, Lord. Uh, Lord, I thank you for your purposes and your will that you've given us, God. Um, we love you so much, and we thank you uh, for this morning. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Church family. This has been so much fun, and I hope you've been learning as much as I have with our devos going through Proverbs. So please, 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 don't forget to like and share this video on social media. We would love to grow this TNT family that we have on Tuesdays and Thursdays, coming online to study the Word of God and pray together. Uh, I hope to see you on uh, our Thursday devotional at 8 a.m. and I can't wait to see you for, th for our uh, service on Thursday or on Sunday morning. I love you all and I'll see you soon. Bye.